guys, and welcome back to our second episode of Stumbling Through. I'm your host, Kaylin, and with me as always are my two superstar co-hosts, Robert and Antonio. On today's episode, we're going to deep dive into our perspectives on dating and relationships. Huge shout out to our boy, B, for producing our intro and outro music. Please follow him on Instagram at CorduroyLufa and on SoundCloud, ShoulderBlade. Shoulder has two R's, so Shoulder R Blade. All right, now let's get started. Welcome back to episode two. Episode two. (laughs) Week 15, episode two. Yeah. (laughs) Another re-record. Yeah. We had to for the people. Yeah. Yeah. We are for the people. our sub count up. The old episode was uh, an hour and a half long, and that was just, uh, (laughs) we think, a little bit too long uh, as the second episode to introduce people to our podcast. So, It was garbage, as the French would say. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Big time. As you heard in the intro, uh, this episode is all about dating and relationships. Um, I wanted to be smoother with that, and I I kind of expected to follow up with something there, like a little bit of tidbit of, I don't know. I was trying to think of something to say, but I couldn't really think of anything. Dude, yeah, my brain just stopped working right there, so... It's okay. It's okay. We're just going to be talking about dating and relationships and our experiences, and give you, our amazing listeners some things and advice on what to do and what not to do and we all have pretty different perspectives or or backgrounds so it'll hopefully be interesting and hopefully uh we'll provide some good insight for you guys but with that uh i mean what are your experiences uh in the dating life you or me (laughs) okay (laughs) um i have experience yes i have been in one two three three yeah like three longer relationships one of them being two and a half years another one being about seven eight months and then another one like six months which i mean those two are like not super long but long enough to where you get to know someone and and feel super comfortable around them but um yeah in each instance i learned a lot of different things about that person a lot of things about myself obviously well, not obviously. I mean, maybe the listeners don't know me personally, but I'm currently not in a relationship. So obviously the relationships didn't work out. But yeah, they they each kind of ended in their own unique ways, I guess. First one being it was long distance. It was like my first girlfriend I ever had. That was the one that was two and a half years. Ended up being long distance. She was a little bit older than me and she went off to college we met in high school so i was still in high school when we were dating and then yeah i think the distance in that relationship definitely kind of did a number on us and i don't think i was mature enough to trust her or like be secure enough in myself to keep a strong healthy relationship like being long distance i think it took a lot of maturity that I didn't have at the time because I was like a freshman and sophomore in college I think everyone learns a lot about themselves in those first couple of years so yeah and then the other two just didn't work out so yeah that's my dating life hell yeah in a nutshell (laughs) obviously like dated other people are like gone on dates and stuff but um no like yeah I think relationships yeah relationships yeah yeah, relationship wise Mm. those I would say were 
be like the three biggest ones. Yeah. yeah. Thank Caitlin? you for sharing that, Antonio. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> relax. <laughs> I, um, I didn't know who was going to... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I haven't been in many relationships. Like, I've, I guess, dated people. I think dating is different than, like, being in... A committed relationship i think dating is like the fun like there's talking and there's like dating and then there's like relationship i've like my longest relationship i would say it was like high school um we ended up going to the same college it ended pretty messily to the point where like i lost all my friends from it um mm. but like now we're cool he served me margaritas like a couple weeks ago um <laughs> when i went to his work <laughs> didn't know he worked there um but like i mean obviously it's been like four years so of course there's no reason to be so spiteful um but i don't know i haven't really had much dating experience in that sense either like i don't casually date Mm -hmm. i've never been one to like be a casual dater like the next person i can think of is actually somebody that's like really good friends with my brother now like they're like bffs now um but i was on asb with him and like we dated like when i was like a sophomore and he was a senior and then when i got into college and like we dated pretty on and off but like, it was never beyond just, like, going on dates and, like, hanging out, you know? Um, and all these people I met, like, in person or, like, in school, like, I never met them, like, through dating apps or anything, so I don't really have much experience. But I can give great advice to all my, from learning from all my friends that have a lot of experience, <laughs> so. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robert? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've had maybe five-ish relationships or so, uh, but they were all pretty short, like three months or less or, or around that uh, time span. And yeah, it was a mixture of like meeting people at work, meeting people at school, uh, using dating apps. I feel like I had pretty good luck finding people on like cool people on dating apps. Yeah. And now I'm in a very long-term relationship. My first long-term relationship Uh, And we're doing long distance at the moment. So I do have a bit of experience in how to make, you know, that kind of situation work well. But man, yeah, I not going to say not going to end it (laughs) how how I normally end it. Um, But yeah, I, hey, (laughs) dude, not using like, I don't know, or and and that's that's it. Use it. No, no. it makes it, it makes it. I refuse to. No, no, I got to find a different way to end my sentences and end my thoughts. <laughs> well, how would you, or, uh, so you said that you have like experience with dating apps and stuff. Did you ever, how do I put this? It's not like a, a mean question or anything. I would never do that to you, Um, <laughs> like, were you ever nervous to like meet someone that you had just met through like an app or something or like how how was your process of like going about that prior to like hanging out with them in person and like instigating that or like finally being okay i i think this person's cool enough to meet up with you know that's a great question i've always wanted to know too well i think initially when i had begun using dating apps uh my rule of thumb was to like talk to them for like at least a week or so before trying to schedule like a meetup or something and then i figured that that was realistically like a bit too long you know i feel like it was better to meet up with them that same week um or within like a few days uh so you can get a better gauge of them because there's like you know uh, people put on a facade online Mm -hmm. uh as did i right so then it's better to like meet in person to see if they are who they really are 
uh, and if you mesh well, as opposed to just like wasting time, because uh, yeah. I know some people like to wait weeks and weeks and weeks, and I, I don't know, I disagree with that. But uh, I would, yeah, I don't know. I would always get like super anxious when I would meet up with people like off dating apps, and that means that I may that I was well, okay, I was definitely that <laughs> asshole that would like flake and and ghost in the past on certain sometimes. Uh sometimes so not proud of it and that's not something that i would ever do again Um, i hope not but yeah considering you're in a long-term relationship yeah but gotcha yeah i don't know it was always kind of nerve-wracking but i don't know once you get like the the conversation going and stuff and you get over that initial like five minutes which are always (laughs) like the most awkward i think you're you're just good to go if you can yeah. make it through those first five minutes, you're solid. Robert's like, well, I have I'm... to go to the bathroom and then skirts <laughs> off in his car. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm weird though. So like, I don't think I could, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such a weird situation, but you both understand that like, okay, you know, it's, these aren't normal circumstances that we're meeting under and right well i think it's i think it's great though i think dating apps are great to meet people like i've Mm -hmm. i know so many people that are in long-term relationships or even married from like meeting online Mm -hmm. um i'm just weird like i just know i'd crack a stupid joke and it's over it's over it's done (laughs) (laughs) or i say some shit like shiggles you guys get it you know like for the shiggles we know you well if, enough. Yeah. If you meet through dating apps, though, you should give, like, leeway to people. Like, you shouldn't be... You shouldn't judge them so harshly on your first meeting. Because... That's true. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, weird. And you both are probably feeling uncomfortable. I think I watched Eric Andre with <laughs> one chick, like, the first, like, 15 minutes of our date. We were just, like, chilling in her car watching Eric Andre before we went and got coffee. And then... That's That's cute. So So do you have any advice for our listeners about wanting to start dating through online dating? I feel like now, especially with COVID and the way that things are. It's not something that I I don't think that I would ever do again. Mm -hmm. Like I think I'm done. Do you think it's more something that, do you think it's something that was easier like being in school and being surrounded by a lot of different people our age versus now like kind of being out in the world, like graduated already? Um, Yeah. I I think it's just, how like yeah in a scenario where i'm single i i wouldn't use a dating app because i think they've just grown to be too like saturated and mm-hmm. i don't know I, I don't think that i would have a great experience on there now right as i did before gotcha. i think because, i um, think a lot dating apps also are like there's this thing where like it's not really for dating it's for like hooking up yeah you know like people kind of just meet to fuck <laughs> bleep that out beep <laughs> but I don't know. I, and it also just destroys your like your confidence in a way or you're so I think you get the I was going to say like uh-huh. the reassurance of like matching with someone yeah. or, like the little bit of a confidence booster. Yeah. Cuz honestly, I've had dating apps in the past. I've met up with one person and the only reason I met up with her is because we had gone to U of A together. We just never talked. We'd like seen each other before, but oh. <clears throat> that was the only reason we met up. But I would find myself like when I had them just swiping to swipe and like just trying to kill time or like like I said get that confidence boost of like oh I matched with someone like whatever it might have been yeah um but I think it does take a toll on like your self-confidence and then you start looking for acceptance through that and then it's much like social media I mean it is essentially a social media platform and a lot of the different 
feelings that you have scrolling through Instagram, you have the same thing when you're swiping on, you know, Tinder or Bumble or whatever it is. Yeah. Wow. Well, dating apps are super popular in South Korea to, like, meet people, too. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm just going to be alone for 365 days. Um, that's chill yeah i like meeting people in person call See, me old-fashioned yeah. you know no but i i'm i yeah. just because like i don't want to die i think that's my concern is like i don't want to die but you never know it's so much harder for us now at you know like early to mid-20s because now that we're out of school like the only places yeah. that we meet people are work and you obviously never want to date your coworkers, at least in my opinion don't ever do it i've done it don't do it (laughs) yeah to all of our listeners we do not date our coworkers. period but yeah and then it's like (laughs) like you can't just i guess you could strike up a random conversation at a coffee shop or something but i you know my social anxiety says no to that uh so it's just hard unless you pursue hobbies that are very group oriented it's tough oftentimes i feel like you have to turn to dating apps to really meet new people well i will let you know i will let you guys know (laughs) yes keep us updated keep the pod updated of course (laughs) i uh yeah i feel like i don't know just me as a person i feel like i i i just hate like meeting someone and trying to carry a conversation like through a phone or through like some sort of app i feel like my personality just speaks for itself in person a lot more than it does through a phone um and i think that's kind of why i've never taken the like serious approach to like a dating app and stuff not to say that there's anything anything wrong with it because like both of you guys have said it's worked out for people you know or for you personally yeah i just i find that just experience wise meeting people in person has been much more of a success for me Mm. i would say i feel that i mean you're gonna have strong relationships from meeting people in person for sure yeah like it's scary though i will say that yeah and even like i love talking to people but (laughs) i like i get nervous i get super nervous when i meet people and yeah. just like mm. yeah. yeah this is why this is why i can't talk to my waiter crush which to our listeners you will find that out i think episode like five <laughs> oh, <laughs> six yeah. well see so you guys aren't even dating like <laughs> well no. i just could never i'm already weird though so like i can't even approach somebody in person <laughs> my gosh okay weird. well let's <laughs> thank you <laughs> no. um so let's this is a great avenue into you know once you start dating someone like what are some obstacles in our own relationships or that could occur within relationships whether you meet in person or online no relationship is perfect mm-hmm. retweet i feel like uh <laughs> top of the list would just be like lack of communication right because i feel yeah. like so many people tend to harbor things and as opposed to talking about it they tend to just be like passive aggressive or they just never talk about it and then it can end up destroying their relationship down the road uh so i think communication has always been a ho- obstacle for me and it wasn't until the relationship that i'm in now where i've been able to do so much better because we each like foster these conversations and uh yeah we just find moments to have like very open and honest dialogue about uh, anything that we're just having issues with so i don't know i i, I think that that would be top of the list but um i can agree I think within my relationships too, I think not understanding each other's boundaries was really, really, you know, something that affected me as a person and my significant other as a person. Like, 
I am very, I don't want to say unaffectionate, um, but I show, especially like the way that I care for somebody, like I show it through action and like, I'll do something for you that will help you or like I'll cook for you. But and like, I don't like being touched. Like physical touch is not my thing, but you know, with one of my other partners, like, I, you know, he was very, like, affectionate physically, like, he would, like, always try to hug me, or, like, and so, I guess it kind of falls along the lines of, like, me not communicating it as well, but, like, I think sometimes, like, we pushed each other's boundaries, and, like, never spoke about it, so we would just get easily irritated, and also just, like, boundaries with, like, friendships, friend groups, like, some toxic high school shit that you never want to go through again. Yeah. Kind of like what everyone goes through in their first love high school relationship vibe. So, yeah. That's, I mean, how I dealt with it, though, was I just was messy. I was not nice. Mm. Um, regret that. I apologize. I apologize on the pod. Y'all hear it here. I apologize for <laughs> the sass. But, mm. um, yeah, I think that I could have definitely worked on communicating it more and also kind of compromising, like, not not compromising my comfort, but providing a different type of way to show my affection and love by you know kind of help like giving it to them as well as like helping myself become more comfortable with like different types of different forms of affection mm-hmm. you know it's actually a very good one yeah yeah that <clears throat> i've actually never thought about that in that way before so nice to hear like a different perspective of what like someone that you're friends with thinks is important in a relationship But I would say for me, obviously, like, communication's huge. I don't think any relationship, really, friendship, could last without being uh, open and having that communication, that dialogue about, like, how you're feeling or, you know, really everything. But I would say I think the thing that I've learned that I... I think the thing that I had to learn after, especially my first relationship and then um, also my second one was having confidence and like security in myself first and then I think that trans translated into having like confidence in the strength of like the relationship that I had but I would say that I didn't learn that about myself or learn that I needed to kind of grow in that aspect of me <clears throat> until both of those relationships had ended and I think it comes with maturity and and growing up and just realizing that you're you're, you're you are your own person. Sorry, I can speak. You're your own person. And, you know, I think one of the things that helps with having that security within yourself is just like accepting who you are and, you know, being comfortable with how you look or how you talk or how you feel emotions, all those things, you know, we all have to work on stuff. But I think once you kind of get to that part or that that point in your life where you feel pretty confident in like who you are, I think that helps create a mature and like lasting relationship. So was it like the confidence that that you'd be okay? Like if the relationship ended or um you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think like, like I think yeah, actually, you know, learning how to kind of live life on your own and find and make your own happiness, I think goes hand in hand with like security because I don't think that you should fully have to re- I mean, how do I put this? You know, in my opinion, the person that you get into a relationship with shouldn't be the center focal point of your happiness. I think they should enhance your life from where it's already at. Definitely. Right. Um, Not to say that they're not a huge 
reason for that, but I don't think that, like, I think having too much of an, of an emphasis on, like, them being the center of everything, like, all the time, like, I know that in myself, I have to have other things in my life that make me happy besides that person, so, like, hobbies or, you know, like, other stuff kind of going on in my life, like, just other things that I can put energy towards and um, know that I can get some sort of happiness out of. I think mixing those with a person that I enjoy being around and, like, feel like loves me and I feel like I love them um, means a lot, so, no. Right. That's a good one. Great explanation. It was long, but... Good banta. (laughs) Good banta. (laughs) I mean, yeah, too. I think, like, kind of, like, tying into what you were saying about, like, being confident within yourself, like, I definitely have found myself becoming codependent, mm-hmm. like, within relationships, um, and, like, I don't even notice it. Like, you don't even notice when mm-hmm. it happens. It kind of just happens where, like, you just become mm-hmm. very, very codependent on the person, and that's when, like, those, you know, lacking the self-confidence without that person, finding out that, like, oh, shit, like, I don't do anything besides, like, hang out with this person mm-hmm. and do what they do, or, for example, like, or they only do what I do, so that's a great way. You made me realize, 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 realize. You know? <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, it, I don't know. I've, I kind of feel like recent, not recently, recently, but like within the last couple of years, just going through like Long Beach and feeling like I just grew up quite a bit. I look at a relationship or like the person that I want in my life forever. I want them to be like my best friend before Mm -hmm. anything else because I think that is a good balance between I love this person as someone who I can go to and be open with not feel judged by all of those different things but also you know there's physical attraction and stuff like that and like the affectionate side of it beyond just you know like emotions and, and things like that but I think that for me thinking about it as is this person like my best friend is this a person that like I want to like go to everything with that I'm like kind of feeling and stuff um I think helps me helps reassure me that that is like the right person for me that was really nice that was was very nice yeah (laughs) and that's a great piece of advice which is why just meeting people in person is so much better like right when you've had these friends for you know maybe months and months or years and years and then it blossoms into something else and you know that yeah. person uh you've hung out with that person you know exactly well, maybe not exactly but you have a good feeling of who right. they are mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like i'm not necessarily dating to like get married and like have a white picket fence life yeah but like i definitely date for long-term reasons like i don't date casually you know? Yeah. Like, I don't just go on dates and, like, go to dinner, like, a couple times and, like, end it there. And not to say, like, I'm better than anyone because I do that. It's just, like, I've never been comfortable with doing casual dating. Um, I keep people kind of at, like, a friendship distance. So, yeah. I feel like meeting people in person is my vibe. We keep going to that. We keep going to that. So, yeah. I mean, we kind of hit on the topic, but, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know how to, like, like word hit... this now. Which one are yeah. we in? Hold on. Well, I mean, we're we're talking about obstacles, but that also kind of just oh. ties into, like, you know, how to keep a strong relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, we can talk about, like, or just individually, like, how 
like what's i guess the most important thing to you to keep a strong relationship yeah. i guess i think since you had mentioned boundaries i think that's that's huge and like antonio was saying you know that's not something that i really uh thought of first when we asked the initial question uh but also like understanding people's backgrounds because people show love very differently mm-hmm. uh so if you were raised like i was raised in a family uh where we didn't really express emotion or feelings uh very much at all so thus i am i struggle with communication and expressing feelings uh and that doesn't mean that you know like my current girlfriend you doesn't mean that i don't love her uh, I just mm-hmm. express it differently and she expresses it differently. So taking note of that has helped. So just being aware of people's backgrounds and how they're raised, because that could heavily impact how they behave in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I'd, like we have written here, you know, <laughs> keeping things spicy in terms of like uh, planning, you know, fun, different dates or just trying to do something each week uh, to really bond with your partner. Because I feel like especially this day and age with hustle culture being all the rage like we've talked about in later <laughs> episodes but uh it's easy to just get carried away and put your partner on the wayside you know and i don't know right. not pay as much mm-hmm. attention to them or not put as much effort in so it's important to be thinking about it obviously it's like you know don't make it the sole point of your life but right antonio yeah i think understanding that you're both individuals especially at this age that we're at realizing that we have our own goals we have our own aspirations of what we want in our life and maybe that doesn't fit what your partner wants or what they're looking for and I think respecting their wants and needs as well as them respecting yours goes a long way and I think that allows for a healthy relationship and like understanding that the other person has their own friends, they have their family that they hang out with, or, you know, all these different parts of their life that maybe they, yeah, just respecting that they have their own life, you had your own prior to meeting them, like all of that kind of stuff, I think, contributes heavily to a lasting relationship. Like for me, I still want to be able to like hang out with my friends when I want to, Um, you know, understanding that if I'm telling this person I want to be with them for a long time like I know that there has to be an effort put into the relationship but I also want to feel like I can live my life how I want to to an extent so look at you Mr. Philosopher you've been saying some really good stuff tonight (laughs) that's why I'm single it's not working no I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm kidding um like everything you both said i think communication and openness open-mindedness is so important i am very free-spirited in my opinion and i like having a lot of freedom and not of course freedom to like cheat and like do things like that but freedom in the sense of like i do what i want like i you know like i i vibe and like not saying in the sense like you should cross those boundaries with your partner and like be the worst person because you think that you deserve that type of freedom Mm -hmm. but you know allowing your partner to be who they are kind of like you were saying Antonio like allowing someone to be who they are um express themselves freely because you know I am Vietnamese I'm Asian American so in my household um or in one of the households like tradition was everything like all my cousins kind of grew up traditionally 
whereas like they were kind of kept at like either a social standard or like a set like not set but like a standard of like female and male you know gender roles Mm -hmm. um and like as much as like i respect that of my aunts and uncles and my other family like that's not the life that i want to live and i look for a partner that like also doesn't like do those things you know push specific standards onto a partner and whatnot um so i think just communication and open-mindedness and um, acceptance is really big um in this day and age like anything that you do could be a mistake or anything that you could do like could bite you in the butt because social media is such a thing you know so yeah just yeah just be a good person yeah (laughs) i think that's super important it's just like to be a good person to your partner Mm mm-hmm And also with that, like you guys, I think touched on this episode and mainly the friendships episode, but like compromise because we all lead busy lives. So sometimes you just have to make time for your partner at odd, you know, I don't know, just odd times. But yeah, yeah, you know, you lean on each other and when times are good, when they're bad, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I think being there for the other person speaks volumes to who you are. And to who they are as well, you know, treating right. each other with that perspective. If you need me, I'll be there for you. Right. Um, I think is huge. Yeah. And it shows yeah, like, and mm-hmm. it shows the effort that you're putting in. It shows how much you care about the other person, um, which I think is what a relationship should be about. It should be, you know, how can I show this person how much I care and, like, you know, being selfless and, and mm-hmm. understanding that they're coming to you for a reason and that reason is because they feel comfortable with you they feel you know all those different things so right basically like just understanding how to love your partner in like the ways that they need to be loved Mm -hmm. like sometimes you do have to fill those voids for them um and because they're doing the same thing for you you just might not know it yeah period period look at that that. (laughs) um so let's talk to you know conclusion of the pair of the essay heartbreak what do you know about it what do you do for it tough shit how do you treat it (laughs) heartbreak sucks Uh, but i do get i get super skinny every time yeah Mm, and it's but i eat but i eat i just don't know why no, I see TikToks of people like saying they want to get in, they want to have a breakup because then they're just like so motivated and then they just like level up, dude. You know? Yeah, um, the glow up is real, especially it, in girls. Chef's kiss. See, the glow up's real for some people. I'll say that because I have gone through like probably the worst time of my life coming back from U of A after breaking up with my first girlfriend. And everyone kind of goes through it. Like, odds are if you've been in a relationship, more than one, I should say, you've experienced some sort of heartbreak. For a lot of people, it happens, like, in high school or once you get to mm-hmm. college. But it, it, it's pretty common. But, I mean, for me, I went from, like, my glow up in high school to my worst in, in that, <laughs> like, span of college. And then I would say it took me quite a while to finally like get back on my feet and figure out how to be happy like on my own and find happiness and you know like spending time with my family or with um my friends like really just leaning on 
the support system around me but it, it like it took a while for that to happen and i i know that like for a lot of people they feel motivated right off the bat but you know for a lot of people they don't and i went through like depression i went through anxiety like all of these different things were changing in my life and i felt like i didn't know how to deal with it but you know looking back on it i was able to figure it out thank god because you know there was just a lot of a lot of like sadness just everywhere that i looked but um god damn yeah um that makes me sad but i, I mean it, it has put me in the place that i am now which i glow feel, up see there the glow up is real it just might take a long time that's all i'm saying <laughs> i gotta be real i gotta be real with the people yeah the mental glow up yeah yeah mental physical it all it'll it'll come don't worry yeah but I mean, um, yeah, I got to be real because yeah, heartbreak this hard. sucks. Yeah. Heartbreak. I mean, I, when I went through like my breakup from high school to college, again, like I lost all my friends. So I think that the way that I experienced that type of heartbreak wasn't like I lost my person. I lost like everyone. Mm -hmm. So I was like, not only really sad, I was very spiteful very hateful like you know Anthony you said like you looked everywhere and you saw sadness like no I saw flames like like I, I I was out for blood like I was angry and I was sad and like I like cut my hair off dyed it you know like got a nose ring got a ton of tattoos like and I don't regret any of that but I think I didn't become sad till like a couple months after it happened because like I realized like oh shit like I'm doing the most too much but I'm glad that it happened because like it shaped the way that I see friendships and form friendships and talk to people and show my love to other people um but yeah like for me like I wasn't sad for um a really long time probably about like a year um but I remember the day that I stopped feeling that pressure like it actually felt like a weight off my shoulders like I woke up and I remember I was like I feel okay today but I cried a lot angry tears I don't know. Heartbreak sucks, though. But, you know, I think that some people like being alone when they are recovering from that type of stuff. Now I'm that, I'm that type of person. Like, now I kind of like being alone. But then I liked surrounding myself around, like, I liked being busy every day. Like, yeah. I stayed on campus, hung out with Mallory, even though we were on different campuses. Like, joined a sorority. Like, I tried doing things to get myself involved because I needed to keep my mind occupied. And it helped a lot. But... You know, now that I'm older, I think I like being more alone. I don't know. But yeah, I cried a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. <laughs> hey, we all did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, support group was a huge one for me because uh, I always had a big group of friends that were like always doing something. So then I guess with that was just keeping myself busy, right? So trying to always be occupied and do something and yeah, because time truly does heal all, uh, mm -hmm. but sometimes it can take a while. So if you can fill up the majority of your days with doing something, uh, it'll make it go by so much faster. And yeah, I mean, those are probably the two main things, uh, but also taking the time to go through it just, you know, by myself and on my own and yeah, cry if I needed to or uh, 
but just process it by myself because in life you're not always going to have a support group of people so it's important to be able to i don't know maybe it's bad advice to like tolerate these things on your own sometimes but not always yeah but yeah well because like in the last episode we said like feel everything like you need to feel these emotions oh true yeah you know i remember that's like what we talked about a lot yeah but also if you're in a position where you got cheated on it's so much easier because then you're just that anger that you feel is just like i never really felt sadness in those situations i just felt like anger and spite which is maybe not that great right uh to have long term but in the short term like it motivates you to like get out and do shit and like do those things that you were putting off for so long uh right yeah i don't know so like i was smashing projects going to the gym i don't think it's a bad thing to feel spite either yeah well like you after not for not for yeah yeah Yeah, not for a long time but like in the initial period like oh yeah i think you should be fucking angry like you went from being like two halves two peas in a pod to the edamame in the dish (laughs) the lone edamame (laughs) you know shit's tough dude yeah i don't know um fuck said it again god damn it it's okay (laughs) god damn it but yeah keeping yourself busy and utilizing support groups and even going to therapy i mean you know Mm -hmm. love therapy i did go to therapy caps at cslb thank you use whatever resources you have that aren't drugs or alcohol Mm. true actually yeah no. Yeah, nope. do not do that. <laughs> On the pod, we do not condone that stuff. Well, until episode three or four. <laughs> <laughs> we don't condone it for coping, as a coping mechanism. Yeah. We do Been not. Been there, done that, and you don't want to do it. Yeah. Same. I went to a rave. <laughs> oh, no. no. It's not good. <laughs> no. Yeah. But we're changed, and we, we're out the mud We've now. learned. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just live your life. Be happy. Your vibe in life should just be to live for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if you find a life partner with with your life partner, not for your life partner, period. Yeah, live for yourself. And then these relationships and also like friendships will find their way to you. Because if you're actively going out to seek these things, life just makes it so that you're just not really going to find them. And the moment that you stop looking tends to be the moment where things just start like falling into place in a way we don't just come across i don't know good people (laughs) secretaries do you have any last last words antonio Mm, no we covered you guys both said it very well yeah you always say that every episode but you said it really well i do god dude there's so many different things that i repeat (laughs) episode after episode and i no, and i appreciate the comment i gotta work on it but you are great. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that was our hot take on relationships and dating. We cut this episode down by about... 40 minutes. 30, yeah, 40 minutes. Nice. <laughs> Dude, so much better. Good job, guys. Oh All right. All Peace right, out, everyone. everybody. We'll see y'all next week. Yes. Sayonara. Later. Peace. Later. Later. <laughs> <laughs>
We are so grateful for all your support and we appreciate all and any of your feedback. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at StumblingThroughPod and on Spotify and Apple Music so you don't miss out on any of our episode updates. Tune in every Thursday for our latest episodes. Sayonara!